Hello and welcome to this edition of Community Connections. I'm your host, Chuck Curlin. Today we're with Sue Shelton. She is the community mobilizer for CAST. Now, CAST is the Community Alliance for a Safer Tomorrow. Sue, welcome to the program. Thank you. So CAST is something here in Upper Marion Township in this area. You are a, a mobilizer. What does the job detail and what actually does CAST do here at Upper Marion Township? Okay, so CAST is an organization whose mission is to prevent and reduce youth substance use. Okay. So we work on underage drinking and to try to prevent kids from getting involved with drugs and alcohol and also violence. And a community mobilizer like yourself, are there a number of you or are you the only one? I'm the only one here in Upper Marion, but mm -hmm. there are other mobilizers across Pennsylvania and nationwide as well. And so. what's the responsibility of a mobilizer? So a mobilizer's job is to bring a community together. So the idea is that one person can't do this job. One person can't solve drug and alcohol problems alone. Um, so you ha it takes a village, not just to raise a child, but to solve a community's drug and alcohol problems. And the idea is also that there's not a one-size-fits-all approach that every community could do. So each community is supposed to examine its own issues, figure out why the problems are occurring, and what can be done about it. So as a community mobilizer, I'm supposed to bring together different people and groups in the community mm -hmm. Um, to examine these issues and to determine a course of action. So I have to work with all different sectors. And um, so I work with parents, kids, um, even churches. Mm -hmm. We'll bring those um, people, invite them to our committee meetings, uh, businesses, law enforcement, school officials, agencies, as many people as possible who could help study the problem and um, see what resources are available and what we can do together. So um, I'm guessing that you probably have something on your plate different every day. Every day is different. Yeah. So like, um, would your position be considered full-time or part-time? It's considered part-time. Okay. But actually, um, I tend to do it on a full-time basis. It's just a lot of work, and I'm very interested in what I, in what I do. Yeah, because so. you're you're reaching out to a lot of people to bring people in. So yes. there's a lot of communication that's involved with the position. Exactly. So like today I'm here speaking with you. Yesterday I was at a meeting at the Montgomery County Office of Drug and Alcohol and we were looking at county data, what's going on across Montgomery County. Um, each day is different right. and that's what makes the job so, so enjoyable and interesting. Uh, I would assume that you'd have a lot of communication with law enforcement. They might give you a lot of inside like information or leads to help, I guess, alleviate some issues. Is yes, law enforcement's a big part of um, communication in this job, and they're one of the most active members on it. We call it a coalition instead of an organization. Okay. Um, so we have uh, Les Glauner. He's a detective in Upper Marion. He's probably been involved with CAST longer than anyone. Um, now, is there a specific mission statement that uh, CAST has? It's basically what I just said. The oh, mission yeah. is to prevent and reduce un underage drinking and youth substance use and violence in the Upper Marion area. And that's the formal statement. Statement. Gotcha. So I know law enforcement's involved. Obviously, underage schooling has to be a big, I guess, uh, conglomerate with you in terms of you have to have a good working relationship. Definitely. Is that something that you find to be very strong right now? Uh, school district, yes, is that we have a very strong partnership with the school district. Um, when we first started as an organization, 
uh, we were applying for a federal grant and we needed to have a fiscal agent. So the school district became the fiscal agent. So that's mm -hmm. how we have such a strong partnership with the school district. Plus that's where all the kids are and so we have to go where the kids are. Yeah, I, I've noticed because especially the th underage drinking is a, is a big thing. And I've noticed driving around even in the Delaware Valley, I've actually seen billboards with uh, reminding parents to check to make sure their kids aren't drinking underage. And yes. That's something that we sort of like, because we were always, I guess, attuned to the, the more prevalent drugs, that the hardcore, but alcohol definitely fits into that bill. Right. Well, definitely what we do with CAST is we focus on the alcohol. We call them the gateway drugs, the kids that, the drugs that kids will first get exposed to. So it was tobacco, now it's vaping, but tobacco, yeah. alcohol, marijuana, those are the drugs that kids will use first. So we don't traditionally focus on like meth or cocaine, heroin, um, and prescription drugs also right. now. Because of the access. So, yes. Yeah, because the smoking, obviously the, the vaping came into play saying it was the alternative because it's not as harmful, but now studies are showing that it's just as bad, yes. if, not, if not worse, because it could lead to other drugs down the line. Right, and the issue with that is that a lot of kids started vaping because it has such a high cool factor to it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot, some of the devices actually plug into the computer and they look like flash drives. Ah. Um, it's called, and the, the one now is called Juul that's becoming really popular in the last year. But a lot of kids started vaping because they thought it was harmless and they thought it was just water vapor. And now studies are starting to come out that you can be in, um, inhaling toxic metals, heavy metals are getting nicotine. lodged in the lungs, that they do have nicotine and, and carcinogens. We have no studies to say that they're actually causing cancer, but that's just because we don't have the enough years yet. But it is long-term studies, and yes, if, of course, if there's nicotine, yes, the kids are definitely getting addicted. Yeah, because to, you mentioned Juul; they are actually being proactive. I've heard a number of commercials on the radio, letting parents know that you know it is an addictive product. I guess the federal government must be coming down on them now that it's not as harmless right, as they right. first thought when it first was introduced to the public. Right. So the FDA is getting involved now. In the beginning, they were reluctant to get involved because um, these devices were looked at as smoking cessation tools that they could help people quit smoking. Right. And Juul claims that that's what they're for, but they actually had a lot of ads that looked like they were targeted at youth. Mm -hmm. um, you know, very colorful, showing young people you know, girls with their ponytails. So they looked very much like they were targeting children. And now the FDA is saying you have to let people know that this product does contain nicotine and it's addictive. Yeah, their, their marketing made it to seem like very hip and cool. And, exactly. And now also you can see they're backtracking with this new marketing campaign right. that's out. Well, you being a mobilizer, are there a number of volunteers that work with you? Yes. So mm -hmm. PASS is made up of Primarily, everybody's volunteer except for me. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, we, we like I said, all the different sectors of the community, we're always looking for more volunteers, um, but we have about 12 to 15 core people that are very invested in CAST and will come to monthly meetings, have their voice heard, be involved in the activities that we're doing. Now, so. if someone was interested in volunteering, how would they go about doing so? Um, well, they could contact me and I can give you the contact information. Sure. 
Um, so, and also we have a website. It's u www.umacast.org. Uh, informa- contact information's on there, but my email is shelton at umasd.org. Um, and there's a cell cast cell phone number is 610-304-5533. They could contact me by email. There is a place on the website where they could say they were interested in getting involved and they could contact through the website or email or phone. How did you get involved in CAST? Like what really prompted you to say, hey, this is an organization I want to be a part of? So when I was raising my own kids, I would attend CAST events Uh that I heard about. Um, I wanted to make my family as strong and healthy as possible. And I wanted to be ready for the teenage years and to protect my kids from getting involved with drugs and alcohol. So I would attend the events and I found them to be very useful, very informative. And I really admired the person who was the mobilizer at the time. I had never really met anyone with a job like that. I thought it was such a unique job. And then I heard that the position was available, that she was moving on to another position. And at the time I was a stay at home mom And I was so intrigued with the job, I started thinking maybe I would apply. But I did not have a background in drug prevention, but I did have a teaching background. I used to be a teacher before having kids. And I was also involved in the community through the Mother's Club and through Scouts. And I thought, well, my teaching background and my community involvement would really benefit me in a position like that. So I figured, why don't I try to apply for this? And I got it. So I've been there ever since, since 2013. Wow, that's fantastic. That's, a, that's neat. Um, were you teaching elementary or high school prior? Elementary school. Oh, ah, okay. So, so now it's a whole different animal. It's a whole different, but I still feel that I'm using the, the skills for educating people. And it's important to me to be able to help families and kids and the community, so. Yeah, it's neat how you were able to tie both things together and now they're benefiting and they're working for yes. you as well which is fantastic. Well, I, I know you also talked about um, CAST is based a, a lot off of grant money. Now, how does CAST apply for it? And what happens when the grant money runs out? Then what happens? Well, actually, the money has run out. Oh. So when CAST uh, first started, it really started with a group of concerned citizens and parents that were noticing an increase in drug use in the community, and they wanted to know what could be done about it. And they had approached the school district at the time Mm -hmm. to say, how can we, how can we help? What can we do? Um, Then the school district or the the group, they heard about a grant called the Drug Free Community Grant, and they applied for that together. And that's how CAST became a formal coalition. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a 10-year grant. And after 10 years, you cannot apply for it anymore. The idea is that during those 10 years, you either solved a lot of your problems or you have found a way to be sustainable. So um, our grant money ran out October of 2017. So we're currently without funding. Um, And I mentioned earlier how we had that partnership with Upper Marion School District, and they decided to fund the mobilizer position uh, with the idea that CAST would continue to look for other grants. Mm -hmm. And we have not found a big grant, but we are successful in applying for mini grants. And uh, like we, every year we apply for the board of, well, the last two years since we haven't had grant money, we've applied for the Board of Community Assistance and we've received funding through them. Uh, We have uh, the Montgomery County Office of Drug and Alcohol. 
they're really involved in our coalition and they come to our committee meetings. So they offer a mini grant that we apply for each year. And um, we have a partnership with Family Services in Montgomery County. And they have excellent, they have a lot of grants for services in Montgomery County. So they're able to help cast out with services and offering different programs. Um, any, the um, Pennsylvania DUI Association, mm -hmm. I've gotten in touch with them and they offer a mini grant and resources and activities that we can do and that they will help fund. So we're able to keep ourselves going and doing activities. Um, last year, we received a corporate donation from a business called DCOM. We had one of our parent volunteers is an employee there. And because she was a volunteer in our organization, she could get money from her employer. So we were so happy to get money from them. Mm, so. yeah. Well, you, you mentioned, uh, which I find to be curious, it was an original 10-year grant, and now these mini-grants, do the mini-grants only last one year at a time? Is there a time frame on the mini-grants? The mini-grants are usually for a project. So okay. once you complete the project, so you have, you say what you want to do, and why mm -hmm. it's important to do it, and how much it will cost, and then, you, you know, you either get the money or you don't, but if it's a good grant, then you get the money, and then when the project's over, that's it. So you get an, a certain allotment to do your project. Now, is there a possibility that you could find another 10-year program? That's what we're hoping, uh -oh. and that's what we're looking for. Okay. So far, we have not. No. So, well, with the volunteers that are coming in, uh, that could open a door somewhere else. Like you said, yes. you had a, yes. some that worked for a company that was able to, to assist there. Yeah, so that's why it's always good to make new connections and to have you know, more volunteers. So are the volunteers that, like you mentioned, you went to programs, that's how you got involved. So someone was speaking on behalf of CAST. Do the volunteers do the speaking or are you the only person speaking on behalf? Usually I don't do the speaking. Oh, okay. Sometimes I do, but um, as a mobilizer, my job is to bring people in to speak and to provide services. So okay. most of the time I'm bringing people in to do that. Sometimes, I will do it if I think, you know, it's something that that I can. Yeah, because the reason I ask is that it's tough to find people that are willing to speak in front of groups. And yes. I'm, I guess a good idea, you're probably, like you said, you might have 15 to 20 people in a group depending on what time of the year. So is there, does the school or the law enforcement help saying, hey, we might be able to get somebody to, to fit this void? Yes, and law enforcement, they have been great about being some of our speakers. You know, they come in and we'll do a talk on internet safety or cyberbullying or um, even lookalike drugs because sometimes there are candies and different things that look like drugs and they will educate parents about that. One of the um, seminars that we're hoping to offer that we will be offering in the spring is uh, the mock teen bedroom. And we're doing that with Upper Marion Town, with the police department. We're actually trying to apply for a mini grant for that as well, but we're hoping to set up a teen, a typical teenage bedroom. And it will be filled with evidence that this child might be involved in risky behavior. Could be violence, could be something mental health related, substance use. Lots of times something will happen, a child might get arrested, and the parents will say, I had no idea my child was involved in mm -hmm. this. And the police are able to go into that child's room and show the parents, all the evidence was right here in the child's room, and it was kind of hidden right in plain sight. So that's what we're hoping to show parents that, you know, 
you can see what your child might be involved in and catch it before it becomes a big problem. Well, what I find that's amazing is you were very proactive. And so you're a prime example of being proactive. See how things worked out for your boys. Yes. Everything worked out great because you took that initial step. Is it very difficult for you to, uh, to get people to realize, hey, this is something that's worth your time and effort because it could pay big dividends down the yes, line. Yes, yes. And we, there's a certain stigma associated with drug and alcohol prevention. A lot of people think, oh, my kids aren't doing that or that's not happening or they're too young. I don't need to worry about it yet. And then they wait until they do need to worry about it. So our programs are really geared to help people be proactive. The problem is sometimes getting them to realize they need to come to these programs. Um, and I will go out to the elementary schools and try to, sh to have information to show that there are things you can be doing at every age, even as young as three, mm -hmm. that will help lay a good foundation for the teenage years. Yeah, and that's very... So that's we have a, a preschool expo. Wow. Uh, that uh, The library actually has a preschool expo every year. And CAS will come to it and some people will say, why are you here for preschool parents? And I try to say there's every single age, there's something parents can know that they can be doing now that will have successful, lead to more successful teenage years. That is, that's pretty fantastic. Sue, we talked a lot about what CAST is all about, people that are involved, the coordination here in the community. Um, one thing I'm curious of, were there goals ever set for CAST and have they met them or have they, progressed to reaching the goals? So yes, I mean, the mission has always been to reduce underage drinking and youth substance use. Um, in the very first year of CAST in 2007, mm -hmm. uh, I should say that um, we set our goals and everything we do, it's around a youth survey called the Pennsylvania Youth Survey, and it's given to kids every two years and it's anonymous. They take it in sixth grade, eighth grade, 10th grade, and 12th grade. So in 2007, we had 42% of high school seniors say that they had had a drink of alcohol in the last 30 days. Um, so now our rate has dropped to 30% reporting oh. that they had a drink of alcohol in the last 30 days. So we're definitely making progress. Um, the youth smoking went way down. In 2007, we had 14% of kids say that they had used tobacco in the last 30 days. That's all the way down to 1.4%. Um, some of the goals that we still need to work on um, are youth marijuana use. Uh, that has been increasing rather than decreasing. Each year it goes up and that's kind of in response to just what's going on nationwide with the whole conversation around marijuana. Mm -hmm. It's becoming a more acceptable substance. Yes. And um, people are hearing now that it's a medicine. Kids hear that so they think it's safe to use, but it's never safe for teenagers. Their brains are developing and they're very vulnerable. They develop into the mid 20s. So that's the message we keep giving kids. No matter whether it becomes legal or not, it's never legal for teenagers wow. and it will always harm the brain, teenage brain. Yeah, I, I have a friend who has a 18 year old and since it's legal in some states, why isn't it legal here? And that's his yes. argument with whenever he is confronted with it and that's what he throws back at his father that, right. well, it's legal in certain areas just because the, it will eventually be legal here. So what's the problem? What's the harm? Right. Well, the children don't understand it leads to other things. Yes. And they're blinded by, they're seeing everything with blinders on. That's basically the case. So that's one of our goals is to increase their perception of harm and risk around marijuana.
Well, I know we talk about go um, goals. How about the programs now? Are, are there current programs now going on in the area? Uh, that's something that I'm sure can benefit Upper Marion Township. Yeah, so um, one thing I would like to talk about is the Lock Your Medicine program. That's mm -hmm. something we're doing right now. And we did, we were able through the Office of Montgomery County Drug and Alcohol, we applied for a mini grant and we purchased a lot of these locking medication bags. And we did this largely in response to the heroin epidemic that's gripping not just Pennsylvania, but nationwide. And we know that a lot of people who are heroin addicts first got addicted to prescription painkillers mm -hmm. called opioids. And they have the exact same chemical composition as heroin. So once people can no longer get their prescription painkillers, they find out that they can get heroin cheaply and they get addicted. So we have a campaign to educate families that if they have any prescription painkillers in their house, not to leave them in the medicine cabinet, in an unlocked medicine cabinet. We know that every day, there's a, a statistic, 1,700 kids in the United States 1,700 will try prescription drugs for the first time without needing them. They will go into the family medicine cabinet and just try to take a medicine. So we want parents to know to lock your medicines. And if parents have a prescription for a painkiller or any medicine, maybe a sleeping pill, anti-anxiety medicine, anything that would have a high potential for addiction, they could um, borrow one of these bags from CAST while they're on that prescription. And they would keep it locked up. They can also purchase these themselves or a locking box, but we, we are providing these so that people will know to lock their medicine. And then um, since we have a limited quantity, since it was through a mini grant, uh, we do want, once you're finished with that medicine, we ask for you to return the bag so we can loan it to other people. If you don't use all your medicine, people should go to the police department. Every police department has a lock box where you can dispose of your old medicine that you no longer need. These are just medicines that are very, very um, harmful for teenagers. Controlled substances. Yes. Yeah. So they should um, not leave them hanging around. We also went to the Upper Marion Senior Center. We educated them about prescription drug safety. And since they tend to have a lot of medicines, we provided all senior citizens with these bags so that if they're having um, grandchildren come visit, family members, we told them to make sure you lock your medicines when you're having visitors. So that's one program we're currently doing. Um, we're running a program called Staying Connected with Your Teen, and that's a parenting education five-week series for parents of kids in high school and middle school. Coming up, we have a program called Strengthening Families, and this is a wonderful program. The whole family can come. It's um, a, That's a seven-week program. Mm -hmm. And the whole family comes, and we provide a pizza dinner. And for the first half hour, then... The, sec the second hour, the kids are separated into one group. The parents go to another group, and they, they learn about um, how to handle peer. The kids learn about handling peer pressure. The family learns about family management, setting consequences, the, having strong policies in their family. And then the uh, final hour is a family session where they come together. And it's all done in a fun way with games. And uh, the kids get prizes. Uh, it's very successful. It's been shown to reduce youth substance use. Oh. There's science behind it. And we do that program um, we, through family services in Montgomery County. So they received a grant and uh, we're one of the 
groups that they're working with to offer that program. Now, where's the program held? Like, is oh, it we have that at Upper Marion Area Middle School. Oh, okay. But anybody in the community, whether your child goes to Upper Marion Middle School or not, they're welcome to come to the program. Wow. As Fantastic. long as they live in this area. Mm -hmm. um, we're working with the high school. One of our programs is called alcohol.edu. That's another, that's what we call an evidence-based program. It's also been proven to reduce youth substance use. So we're working with the high school to offer that. And then we have the seminar series where each month we offer a program, um, a, a topic of interest to the community members and parents. Uh, the one question I had, it's going back to the bag, the lock bag. Yes. How would someone get a hold of that? You said there's a limited quantity. Would they have to contact you via email, call, or? So we've reached out to area pharmacies. Oh, okay. Not all could do it because some of them um, needed to get corporate approval, but we do have uh, about six or seven pharmacies, one in Bridgeport, several um, here in Upper Marion, that are handing out flyers when they are prescribing. When someone gets a medicine, a prescription that's uh, medicine that would be addictive, they give the flyer. And oh, okay. on that flyer, it explains why you need to lock your medicine and how you can contact CAST to get one of these bags. Gotcha. So that's how we do that. So you talked about some of the programs that you have in place. Do you have any future programs that are coming up? Uh, so we talked about the mock teen bedroom is one of the future programs. Mm -hmm. We have um, coming up, we were we are going to have a program called Clearing the Air on Vaping. We're going to really educate the community about vaping. Mm -hmm. Like I said before, with the jewel, some parents may see this flat, what looks like a flash drive in their child's bedroom and not really know that it's jewel. Right. Um, and so a lot of people are under the impression this is water vapor or this is not dangerous. So we're having that seminar. We're having one called Teens and the Law, and that kind of educates families about um maybe some supervision or having teen parties, serving alcohol to teens, senior week, what happens if your child goes to senior week. So as all the implications of teenagers and the law for that. Uh, let's see what other ones are we having coming up. Um, teenage anxiety, we'll have mental health week. Mental health week is celebrated in May. So we'll have something for mental health then. So anybody who wants to get involved or get this information, they can go to your website. Yes, yes. So we'll have a calendars listed there with upcoming events. Um, if they want to volunteer, there's information on how to get in touch for that and what they could do. Um, there's links to different resources. There's information if you suspect maybe your child is involved in this. What are the signs to look for? What you can do about it? So there's lots of good information on our website. Well, Sue, I'd like to thank you for being our guest here today. A lot of information to share with the community. Sue Shelton, our community mobilizer here for CAST, from all of us here at UMGA Television, thank you for watching this edition of Community Connections.